welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Katie Smith. Today, Nils is not with me, but I have a very special guest. He is the author of the nationally best-selling book, Sell It Like Sir Hant, which is out in paperback now, a new course that is breaking all kinds of records. Um, he has a vlog that puts out some of my favorite content on YouTube. Um, he's one of the best top brokers in New York City and the star of my favorite Broadway, Bravo show, Million Dollar Listing New York. Guys, welcome to the podcast, Mr. Ryan Serhant. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here. You are doing a million different things, and yeah. there are a hundred different questions I could ask you, but since- Wait, I have one question though. Okay. Is Million Dollar Listing really your favorite Bravo show? 100%. I'm really? Because yes. people say that to me all the time. And then, but then like on the side, they're like, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Or like, <laughs> like Watch What Happens Live. Or like, what are like the yeah, staple yeah. shows? No, no, I promise. I would never, never sit here and lie to you. Okay, good. <laughs> I mean, I do watch all the other ones too. But yeah, good. Yeah, okay, it's cool. a good one. Okay, good. Um, Thank you. Yeah, of course. So since this is a coming to new york city podcast we're going to zoom in on new york city and kind of make that our focus of today um so one reason that we started this podcast was people were interested why we moved to new york city why we would uproot our kids and our lives and move here um so after you graduated from college with an english and theater degree why new york city you could have gone anywhere what drew Uh. you to the city and what keeps you here um, my, so I went to college in upstate New York. So honestly, geographically, my parents at the time were, um, well, they were kind of everywhere, but you know, I had an older brother that was close to New York city. So when he graduated college, he went to New York city. Okay. A lot of my friends who were, that I was in school with, they also were going to New York city. Mm-hmm. Um, and my, my main interest at that time was, was theater, mm-hmm. right. And theater and film. And I just figured that LA was too freaky. I didn't know anyone in LA. I'd never been to Los Angeles. And, you know, there is a lot of theater, obviously, in New York City, and there's definitely still film there. So um, it was just, it it just felt safer to me, a safer location. um, And I had family kind of nearby. So that's why I came to New York. And um, uh, I had some money saved up because my grandfather died and left like a little bit of money to each of his grandkids. Mm -hmm. So it was like, 40,000 bucks or something. Um, and I thought that that would last me at least 20 years. And it didn't. Um, it lasted me two. Uh, and then I ran out of money because making money as an actor on off, 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 off Broadway is really hard because yeah. you work for free, right? Sure. Kind of the same thing I do now as a real estate agent. I work for free. Like I've never really had a job where anyone like paid me to show up. I don't even know what that would be like. Um, I guess steady income. Yeah, yeah, I guess like when I was a little kid, like when I, I worked in construction when on my summers, and so I guess I get like an hourly wage back then. But as an adult, you know, I've never had a job where I got like a W two or I had a salary or anything like that. I have yeah. no idea what that's like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so then uh, 2008, I ran out of money, and I then uh, had a friend who said, get into real estate, um, because you can make some money on the side and then do all your acting and fun stuff, and that's what I did. I got into real estate, and I've been doing it ever since. Nice. Yeah. Good. Um, so you and your amazing wife, Amelia, yeah. who I've never met, but I've watched on Million Dollar Listing and yeah. social media, um, you just had a baby, yes. Zena, so yes. congratulations. Mm-hmm. Um, does your view of New York City change after having a child? Yep. Yes. Yeah. We are moving to Brooklyn. <laughs> we lived in Brooklyn for a couple years. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. No. It's a great place. Yeah. We, um, eh, listen, we, we still love New York. We're never going to live anywhere else, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's Manhattan or, or Brooklyn, there's just so much opportunity here. Like I... My parents now split their time between 
um, Colorado in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. New Hampshire in the middle of nowhere, and Arizona in like a retirement community. Yeah. And there's just far less opportunity in other places of the world, right? There's beautiful towns and beautiful cities all over, but there's so much opportunity and so many people and so many chances for growth in New York City on this little tiny rock mm-hmm. that like, how could you ever leave? And for a kid, like I always thought growing up, and maybe this will change, I'm kind of like the bell curve, like maybe my kids will grow up and be like, I'll never raise kids in New York. Yeah. But like I grew up on a farm, you know, on the North Shore of Boston. And when I went to college, I went to school with a lot of kids that grew up in New York and they were just smarter, more worldly, more knowledgeable. Like they'd been around the block literally, you know, and I was coming and I was like, oh my gosh, college, crazy. And they were just like, yeah, not such a big deal. They were here to focus on schoolwork and then go get a job. I was like, wow, like they just had a different head on their shoulders. And so I always thought it would be cool to raise kids in, in New York, but it's hard to raise kids with stuff and toys and junk in an apartment in New York City because it's just so small. Um, So we bought a a bigger place in Brooklyn and are currently renovating it and we'll move out there sometime next year. Um, So yeah, so yes, love New York. Having a baby here is awesome, even with stroller warfare, but we'll go to Brooklyn. Nice, very good. Um, So a lot of our listeners in other states who love New York and have always wanted to move here, um, listen because they hear our story about renting. So I'd like to get your perspective on buying in the city, how that's different from buying somewhere else in the country and any kind of tips and tricks you have for them if they're interested in buying here. I mean, listen, the number one difference between buying in New York City and buying anywhere else is that New York City is by far the most expensive place to own a home ever, Yeah. right? For sure in the United States. Um, It is just super expensive and it's not just the cost, right? It's not just that your average home here is $1.2 million. It's also the, the, just the monthly costs, right? So it's once you buy it, then you have a, because if you're going to live in an apartment, right, then you're going to have kind of the monthly common charges or HOA fees, depending on how, you know, your neighborhood works. Um, You'll have your monthly real estate taxes, which are really high. Then you're going to have all your income taxes. Like, that's why most people start in New York and then they move to Texas. Right. Because just the tax to live in New York is so high sure. you know mm-hmm. for the most part you are you know if you if you make any money you're spending on average probably 50 percent of every dollar you make on taxes right and that's just on your income and then everything else is taxed all your food your clothes everything is taxed mm-hmm. so um purchasing is a a great thing to do in new york city because it's a great way to preserve capital right it's yeah. a great way to kind of make an investment. You're gonna spend money anyway to live right. and rent you'll never get back, but owning, hopefully you'll get back. It's not guaranteed and it's all in the timing, but the way I've always thought about it and the way all of my clients think about it is just like I just said it. Now, I could rent, but the rental prices in New York City are really, really high. And so you're just gonna burn that or you could try to get a good deal and make an investment and get a return on that investment down the line when you want to upgrade or sell or move back to Texas or do what you want. Um, And the other thing that's really different about owning in New York City, you just have to remember is like it's expensive for a reason. You know, like there's, you pay into kind of what I like to call the house, like New York City's the house. Like I can walk outside my street right now on the block their office is on and I can have anything in the entire world at my fingertips. Mm-hmm. I can meet a different person every single day. I can get milk, I can get a Chanel bag, go to Adidas across the street, go get a couch across the other street, yeah. um, go get a pizza, have you know the nicest dinner ever. Like 
anything you could possibly do is right outside and you pay for that convenience right um which is pretty amazing like my parents place in colorado like you want milk it's it's an hour commute mm -hmm. for milk right right yes. like and i know other towns don't have that but like you don't have everything that we have here which also means that for your investment when you own here when you go to sell you can sell a home in new york city to anyone in the world because someone in the world in some country always wants to own a piece of new york city yeah. Again, my parents are trying to sell homes in lots of different states. There's only so many people that want a ranch in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Right, yeah. Exactly. There are only so many people that want a lake house on Lake Dublin, New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. Right? You're not going to be able to sell that to every single person in the world yeah. once you hit the right price point. It's a very, very limited audience, which for me is like scary about real estate. Mm -hmm. Like I own a lot of real estate in New York City because I also know that if I absolutely had to, it will all sell in 24 hours at the right price. Mm -hmm. Like you can't do that anywhere else in the country. Yeah, that's so true. And yeah. that actually was gonna to lead to me to my next question, which I get a lot of comments. Why would I wanna buy or rent or anything, excuse me, in New York City when I can buy something 10 times the size in Texas? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's kind of what you just covered is you have it all right here at your fingertips. Yeah, we do. I mean, you mentioned my vlog. So we do a lot of kind of my vlog on YouTube is a mixture of property tours, um, days in the life. So they follow me around and then like inspirational videos when I have different ideas. But the property tours are by far the most popular. People like seeing real estate in New York and all over the world. And like you see what money can get you outside of New York City. Mm -hmm. But then like who you sell it to. That's you know, a and a lot of yeah. people outside of New York, especially in Texas, and we see this, is that you could sell your place, maybe, but there's land right next door. So I'll just build my own house. Mm, like, especially like in the high, in the high price ticket items. Yeah. Um, and where there is land available, people would rather not buy your house and pay you for the work you did to it. They'll just go and they'll, they'll buy land and build their own because that's the American dream. Mm -hmm. right? Is to kind of have your own land your own and build thing. your yeah. own house. Absolutely. Um, so that's where things get a little bit difficult. You can't do that in New York. Right. Yeah. Right? Like there's right. no more land. Mm -hmm. It's all gone. You'd have to, if you look at all these new towers and you think, I know a lot of people look at like the, the skies, the sea, kind of the skyscape and you're like, wow, there's all this construction all the time. But you have to remember that each of these new buildings that comes up on average probably takes 10 years worth of planning wow. and cost and the city being involved and the department of buildings and this, that, the other and raising of funds. like. No one just goes and knocks down a building and builds something in a year, mm -hmm. right? It takes a lot, a lot, a lot of time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so kind of transitioning from buying to renting, um, on the show where we saw you put together a rental team yeah. um, this season, yep. do you still have that rental team? And yep. tell us what's happening in East Harlem now, if you if you can fill us in. Um, listen, the whole city just, it gets more and more expensive slowly but surely, but that's not a bad thing. It would be a bad thing if the city got less and less expensive. Then that's bad. That's bad for everybody. Like you want growth, both in terms of you know residential amenities, but also in terms of cost. Like it just means that people are doing well. Um, and so we're doing a large rental project that's over 200 apartments in East Harlem on 126th Street. That's a really really exciting, cool building. Um, and uh, so in order to do that, though, it's my first big rental project we're building a rental team and so we've got three people now we'll hire a couple more probably by the end of the year um, and just kind of go into that side of the business we've always done rentals like we do them for our clients we do kind of one-off rentals we have clients who buy properties and they want to rent them out we've done smaller rental buildings but never to this scale so it's what I'm really building is like a, a new development 
project marketing rental team, okay. not just rental agents to go and do sure. like $2,000 a month apartments. Um, Cause that would be like backwards for me. Hmm. It's yeah. more to take on kind of the larger projects and manage those developer relationships. Yeah. Do you see other projects in your future? There's a lot. Yeah. Project? I mean, I guess, yes, <laughs> there's a lot out there. It's a ton of work. Like it is a ton of work. Yeah. It's the same amount of work to rent out a building that's 200 units that it is to sell a building that's 200 units and the income is like one tenth. Wow, yeah. So like it's just, it's kind of like weighing options, you know? Yeah, yeah. The other thing we're seeing on Million Dollar Listing New York is that it's a down market. Yeah. So is it still a down market here in New York City or are you seeing some rise? Uh, it's definitely better than it was last year and most of this season of Million Dollar Listing was filled, filmed last year. Right, yeah. All my mental breakdowns that I had last year that they <laughs> gloriously caught on camera. Of course, yeah. Or like at the end of last year. Okay. Um, because the show takes a year to film yeah. when like the stock at the end of last year, I don't know if you remember and no one has memory anymore for pain anyway. So like the stock market was tanking. Mm -hmm. There's every turn on the news. Everything was always awful. Like the market came to a screeching halt in New York and buyers were pulling out of deals. Sellers were pulling their listings off the market. Developers were firing everyone. It was just like mass chaos yeah. for 90 days. And then everyone went away for Christmas and New Year's and Hanukkah and then everyone came back and everything was fine. Okay. It was freaking weird. <laughs> and it's just, New York is just, it's a weird way that way. Like it just goes up and down and up and down and up and down. And I think you'll end up, you know, cause we shoot this show for a year. You'll see that as we get to like the halfway mark, I think this season things start getting a little bit better. Like people actually decide to make offers on properties they like. It's so weird. Okay. Yeah. Amazing how that works. Yeah. Um, so people are always interested in how much real estate goes for. Can you tell us how much you've the most expensive apartment you've sold here in the city? Oh man, we, we do a lot. Like we sell entire buildings, you know, with yeah. sellouts in the hundreds of millions. Um, I don't know, what's the most expensive thing I've sold this year? Uh, we just sold a house in the Hamptons for $40 million. Oh. Um, uh, what else do we do? We do a lot like in the 10 to $20 million range. We just sold a three bedroom apartment last week for $30 million, okay. um, which is $10 million per bedroom. Right, wow. but you're paying yeah. for Central Park views, outdoor space on Central Park, and mm -hmm. you know if you've got the money, like why not? There's sure. a lot of wealthy people in the world, and I'm happy to broker their deals for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but then we still have entire buildings. Like we've got, you know, a couple projects right now where the sellouts are north of 300 million dollars that we've sold. Um, so I look at business for me in terms of real estate very much like in volume. Right? It's not okay. just that one thing that we sold. It's how yeah. much did you sell this month? How much did you sell last year? Okay. Yeah, very good. So you know a lot about New York City and the neighborhoods, yeah. and I'm sure you get people that come to you asking, um, which neighborhood should I even start in? So I've got a, couple, a few scenarios here yeah. of different people. Tell Let's me which neighborhood you think they should start looking in. Okay. Okay. Um, so we've got a, a couple, or actually let's do this one first. You've got one person who just graduated from college, okay. new job in finance, making 60000 a year. Which okay. neighborhood? Um, uh, if they work in finance, that means they probably uh, work in New York City. Right. Okay. Yep. Um, and I would say one of the safest, most residential areas to live in then would be the Upper East Side. Okay. Like that's where I lived when I first started. Um, I had no money, didn't have a job, but a lot of my friends who were kind of first year, second year finance or law, um, you live in a nice little rental apartment on the Upper East Side on like First or Second Avenue or York or the East End and rents are relatively cheap there. Mm -hmm. You know, I think even now, like you can get a two bedroom for like 3,000 or 3,500 bucks a month. Won't be nice, it'll be a walk up, right. but like to be able to live 
in Manhattan and have a good commute um, and have a good quality of life. I think that's important. Now, obviously, um, if your office is in the financial district, you can live in the financial district. There's a lot of good rental buildings. You can live at 20 Exchange, which is where a lot of people kind of like that with that scenario go and live. Or you can also live in Brooklyn, like the, the train, Ubers, like there's a lot of different places you can live now. Yeah. Okay, next, next couple. They're newly married in their late 20s. They both work in Manhattan and making about $150,000 a year. Um, I think that couple probably is Williamsburg. Okay. Right. I think that's a good Williamsburg couple. You can take the L train right into the city and because they're newly married, they probably want a little bit more space because they're living together. So they don't want to be so cramped. Um, and you know, you then, uh, in Williamsburg, you can get more space. Um, you can have an easy commute and they're, because they're probably starting to think about growing a family, Mm -hmm. it'll be easier for them to find more space on that type of joint income. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, the next one is a family of four. They've got kids in preschool and elementary school. So like you. Yeah, basically me. Yeah. <laughs> um, making about 200000 a year. Yeah. What neighborhood do you think would be best for them? So that's what's nice about New York. You have a, you have a, diff- you have a whole different range of, of places you can live. For kids though, um, I would say Upper West Side could be good or Upper West Side. Um, or like Brooklyn Heights. Cobble Hill, mm-hmm. that type of area, because there's yeah, good yeah. schools there. So I'm thinking about like schools and more quality of life for the kids, and I am thinking mm-hmm. about quality of life for the parents. Right. Yeah. And you know we're in New York City right now because you can hear the sirens. That's what we always say. We never edit anything yeah, out yeah, yeah. in our podcast. We just enjoy the sirens. Yeah, we're we're coming at you live right now That's from right. Soho. <laughs> uh, okay, last one. They're empty nesters. Um, kids are out of the house, making about a hundred, about a million dollars a year. Yeah. Yeah. They don't need as much space. Yeah. Not as much about the schools anymore. So it depends on what the empty nesters want to do. I think mm-hmm. I kind of put them into two groups. You're either going to be on or near Central Park. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like Central Park South, 57th Street, somewhere in that range. Um, if that's really just, you're an empty nester and you want to have access to Broadway and Central Park and good shopping and good restaurants and things to do, mm-hmm. that's a good place to go. Or they want to be closer to their kids, let's say, that they're empty nesters. We have a lot of people like that whose kids live downtown or Brooklyn. So then they'll go to like Madison Square Park. Right, that's a good area for empty nesters too, because you've got Italy access to every single train, easy access to the FDR and West Side Highway, um, another good park in Madison Square Park. Um, that's a good spot for them. Very good. So, what are you most excited about with this year? The finishing up 2019. What is it that really excites you about New York City, about real estate, things that are going on in 2019? Um, I I am uber focused always on growth. Like if I'm not doing more today than I did yesterday, then I'm just going in reverse, right? I very much look at my life and career in New York City, kind of like a running river instead of like a still stagnant pond that like smells funny, right? (laughs) Um, So like I'm excited about the projects we're doing in Long Island City. Uh, We have a lot of business in Long Island City all of a sudden that had you told me I would be in Long Island City with three towers in even in January, I would have said, cool, but how and why Um, and now here we are so like that's what's fun about sales and about new york is that every year you know you set goals for yourself but then everything always changes so i'm excited about long island city and kind of the prospect of all of our sales there and building that team Um, and personally i'm excited about kind of our our home that we're building right now for the baby and Mm -hmm. um, possibly having a second one great yeah very fun 
All right, so the last thing is kind of a rapid fire oh, question. Great. Oh, um, so people who are listening to the podcast like to come and visit New York, and they want to know what our favorite things in New York City are. So I'm going to give you a category. You can just tell me what your favorite thing is. Okay. Um, you don't have to explain it if you don't want. Okay. Um, so here's the categories. Okay. I'm going to call it the New Yorkers nine. So there's nine nine categories. Okay. First one is hotel. My favorite hotel. Um. The Crosby Hotel. Okay. Restaurant. My favorite restaurant. That's the air conditioning kicking on because <laughs> it's a hot, hot fall here. Uh, my favorite restaurant, um, Masa in uh, Columbus Circle. It is so expensive though, so I apologize to anyone that's going to go and try it. It is so, it is super worth it. Like, man, is it like, it is rent. (laughs) So if you want to splurge a little bit, that's a good one. It is like a once in a lifetime. You really go all out. Yeah. Um, Very expensive, but like every bite changes your life. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, Favorite view? Um, My favorite view, my favorite view Listen, anytime we've ever sold anything on Central Park South or 57th Street, there's a reason those buildings are there. Like that view of Central Park is a perfect, perfect, geometrically amazing rectangle in front of you. It's just super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Favorite bridge? Brooklyn Bridge. Mm -hmm. Favorite building? Favorite building? Um, Empire State Building. Mm -hmm. It's just like a... It's just a, a feat, an engineering feat. And the fact that they built it when they did, yeah. it's just crazy. It's amazing. Just right. nuts. It's like the pyramids, like <laughs> how, like it, they would just push themselves to create these things that now you just don't do. Now, yes, now buildings are bigger, but like you've got computers and thousands of engineers, like putting up a building, no matter how big it is, doesn't seem like it's that complicated yeah. anymore, no matter how complicated it actually is. Right. Um, uh, like that was insane. Yeah. All right, favorite tourist spot? Favorite tourist spot, Times Square. Favorite That's why I proposed in Times Square. That's right, yes. Uh, favorite neighborhood? Favorite neighborhood, honestly, probably Borm Hill. Okay. Favorite bar? I don't really drink, so I don't go to a lot of bars. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a bad idea. It's a tough one for me. <laughs> no, I understand. I don't drink either, but I thought I would throw that one out there. Yeah, yeah so no, I should we'll have pass a favorite on that bar. One. I don't know. I like this one. You know, there's a cool bar that we go to sometimes with clients and stuff. Um, it's called Lure. It's, so it's really, it's a, it's a lure fish bar. It's a, it's a restaurant, uh, but they've got a really cool vibe. It's like you're in a boat uh, and it's in Soho um, off the corner of Prince and Mercer. Oh, there you go. That sounds really cool. Yeah. All right, last one. Your favorite season? Fall, for sure. Yes. Because it's like leading into Christmas time, the winter, it's not as hot. Like I have to wear suits and ties all day long. Right. It's so hot in the summer. Like fall, like people are happier holidays people want to spend money it's the best time and i can dress comfortably and like wear a jacket like that's fun yes yeah absolutely well there you have it guys thank you so much ryan for joining us i really thank you really do appreciate it for guys, sure make sure you go check out his book um, sell it like sir Hank. you yes. don't have to be in real estate i read the book it just teaches you how to be a boss and awesome at what you're how doing. How to work. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, he's got the course yes. out now, which... If you're a real estate agent or you know someone who wants to be a real estate agent, you can go to ryanserhant.com slash course and then watch the vlog. Yeah, the vlog. And watch Million Dollar Listing every Thursday night at 9 p.m. <laughs> there you go. There you have it. All right, Ryan, thanks so much for being here. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you.